se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Your city, your podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Berg, presented by the PodHub Network. My guest today is from my hometown of Beaver, PA, where she was a four-year soccer team captain, amongst many other accomplishments. She is also a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh, and now she is the manager of Pirates Charities. Please welcome Madison Conley. Madison, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey. I'm glad you're here. We have slight technical difficulties. Couldn't get the audio on your computer to work. So we're we're using your phone and the computer. Uh, it's whatever. But glad we could make this happen. Glad I could talk to you. A fellow Beaver Bobcat. Oh, yeah. You know, and I still go home every weekend. I love the Starbucks. I get it every time right on the corner. It's my favorite little place to kind of hide out. Oh, absolutely. I remember when that Starbucks first opened. That was like the place to go. Like, my my friends and I would sit out there. That was like our cool Friday night thing to do. We would sit outside the Starbucks with like our green teas. My parents were probably like, what nonsense are these girls up to? And realistically, we were just sitting outside on the main street in front of Starbucks. Yeah, no, I just, I remember that's like, that's where you wanted to take a girl out on a date to was Starbucks. That's... <laughs> So, um, you really with it. Yeah, yeah. So, we're both Beaver Bobcats. We both played sports, and you were a phenomenal soccer player, obviously, a four year captain. Most people would say that's unheard of, a freshman being a captain. What was that like just to jump into that role? So, the I was actually four year letter winner, but captain senior year, but oh, the I'm letter sorry. winner. <laughs> no, that's, that's totally okay. It was, I mean, we, I joined the team. I came from St. Peter and Paul. So I was new to the high school and I was also new to a lot of the girls that played soccer. I was lucky to have played club with a few of them, but definitely intimidating going in as a freshman and then starting the first game. And then later that season, getting a letter. Um, Cause there were a phenomenal set of girls that were playing. I don't know if you remember some of the history of Beaver girls soccer, but we were the, um running up uh in I think it was 2014 we were the finalists in uh the Whippeal so definitely a really great group of girls a lot of them went off to play college um sports in college so definitely intimidating but I think it leads to um you know it gives you experience that you can lean on even as a um employee employee and a full-time worker in the world I so much of what I learned from school uh came from what I learned on the soccer field from some of those ladies yeah, absolutely. I mean, our time at Beaver Area High School, there was a lot of success that happened in sports in the fall. You guys with mm -hmm. soccer, both men's and women's. And then you had the football team, which is also always decent when we were there. We always made it to the playoffs, never really won anything. But hey, we were all, we were all pretty good at what we did. <laughs> so Hey, they made for good. We always had fun in the Beaver Dam. So Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the Beaver Dam. We're going to get into that. But I want to backtrack okay. a little bit. You you went to Catholic school or yeah, Catholic school, right? We right, both, yeah. We both are members of Saints Peter and Paul Church. Mm -hmm. You probably go more than I do. I mean, I'm in New Jersey now, so <laughs> can't really make it every Sunday. But what was that like going to a Catholic school growing up? Because I don't have that experience. I went to public school, College Square, and all that in Beaver. Yeah, 
Yeah. It was, I mean, it was the best experience of my life. I'm still very close to everyone that I went to school with from kindergarten to eighth grade. It was like the same 20 kids. I was in um, one of, actually one of my friends from Catholic school, I was in her wedding two summers ago and I lived with her. She was my freshman year roommate at Pitt. And so you make connections and relationships with people that last forever, even if you do lose touch. I know there's a couple of people I haven't talked to for a couple of years, but we'll bump into them. And it's like, no time has passed. I still see them as like the little second grader that we used to play recess. Like it's like no time passes. So it was nice to have that little niche of people to lean on, even though we all went to different high schools, we all stayed together uh, in youth group and, and through the church. So it was nice to kind of establish that little family before really going out into the world. Yeah, I'd say that that's always one of the best feelings is whenever, you know, you're out on the south side or something, you run into somebody, and you're like, oh, my God, like, haven't seen you in so many years. Hey, let's let me buy you a drink. And then just the memories start to flow. That's that's one of my favorite feelings. <laughs> I know. It's, it, I love that it's always in the south side that you run into random people. It's always. never anywhere else. Always. <laughs> so now let's get back to the Beaver Dam. Um, for those that don't know, the Beaver Dam was our student section for all those sporting events. Um, it, it was a hell of a time. Uh, what, what, what's some of your favorite memories of the dam? And I don't know, were, were we a part, were we there when the dam like got created? Like it was named the dam. I don't, I barely mm -hmm. remember. You probably remember better than I do. Yeah, I think I remember it was the class of, it was a class above me or two above me that kind of started it. But um, so I was there for definitely um, the beginning part of the fun. But, you know, I, I am very fortunate to still be very good friends, best friends with the friends I was with in high school. And I was actually just talking about this. I actually live with one of my best friends still from high school. So uh, we stayed fairly close, but we always talk about how fun it was, you know, going home um, on Friday and getting ready together to go to the game and, um, you know, figuring out what t-shirts or hoodies we're going to wear. And whenever the DM, my favorite part was probably when they started to take the buses to the away games. Yeah. And I'll never forget one of the times um, someone brought a speaker and started playing Drops of Jupiter. Every time I hear that song, I like think <laughs> back. And I remember sitting with um, my friends like in the back of the bus, just like, I was like, this is like the good life. This is the fun times that I'm going to think back when I'm old and 26 and <laughs> you know sitting on my couch on Friday and Saturday nights but um no that that was probably my favorite I still we have pictures we still kind of reminisce um and it's my my siblings my youngest sister is actually about to be a freshman at Beaver and she's the last of my siblings to go through so I told her I was like soak in every minute this is such fun yeah. so it's really um establish and appreciate those relationships you make yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Andy Bernard quote from The Office. It's like, I wish someone would tell me when I was in the good old days when I was there. You know, it's yes. we look back and it's like, wow, like it's it's crazy how much fun we had. And I know my class, we started going to the hockey games, which weren't officially like part of the school, but it was a club team. And we, we got mm -hmm. in some trouble there because we knew we weren't affiliated with the school officially. So we can get away with some stuff. <laughs> right. They don't know who we are. <laughs> Absolutely. But going back to the origin of the dam, I, I'm starting, it's starting to come back to me. And I think it was like when the basketball team started going, like they were going to state playoffs and everything and everybody would take the buses and everything. That's, those are some of my favorite memories is like, I was going places I never thought I would go. Like as a young, like mm -hmm. I was probably a freshman at the time and we're going like 
two hour bus trips to go watch the basketball team play. And those were some great memories. We had a great team back then. Like it was, it was crazy. Fun sports to watch. Definitely. It, it you know, I def- that was like what established some of my um, like first interest in ever working in sports was like the whole, you know, the excitement and the buildup that everyone in the like auditorium would feel. I was like, I want to be a part of this all the time, every time for the rest of my life. This is just so much fun. And, you know, especially it helps when the, the game is entertaining when you're watching. Yeah, absolutely. Now, moving on to the future, you go, you accept, you go to uni- the University of Pittsburgh, uh, your dual major business and communications. Was that always the case? Yeah, I, I, um, I'll, I'll never forget. I was between going to Indiana University in Bloomington and um, Duquesne and Pitt. Those were my three that I was kind of between. And I wanted to do business sort of, but I knew I really like my passion was going into communications and writing. And um, when I was at Beaver, I was the editor in chief of the Echo. And, I forgot to you know, mention Mr. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, just yeah, you know, just, just gonna give myself a shout out there. You know, <laughs> the, um, uh, Mr. Kissa kind of really helped, uh, you know, form my love for writing. So I knew I wanted to do that, but my uh, parents were like, "We're not like you're not gonna get a job in communication, so you need to do something with it if you really feel that passionately about it." So um, I went to Pitt because they had that dual degree program, and um, it was a five year program that I was able to shorten to four and a half. But it, um, it it stayed. I, I went in knowing that's what I wanted to do, and I was one of the fortunate people to know that right away. Um, and I I never regretted it once. I still don't to this day regret it at all. It was such a great experience, and I learned a, a heck of a lot. Um, I would be doing like calc in one like minute, and then writing like a research paper in the next. It was kind of all over the place, but it really helped propel me into what I do today. Yeah, no, that, that communication major was scary to our parents. You know, I, I remember I had to convince my dad that I could go to get a decent paying job being in the communications field. Like he was right. like, you got to find me the sources. You got to tell me how much you're going to make a year. And I was like, okay, I just want to like make cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be creative. <laughs> exactly. So what, what are some of your favorite memories from the University of Pittsburgh? I mean, I've only been to Oakland probably twice in my life. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what was what was there to do on a weekend in, in Pitt in Oakland? Oh my gosh. Well, there there's so many things. I it depends on what year you're there. But I I mean Pitt football is like the first, it's the funnest part. Like the fall was always so great. And I uh, was a part of the Blue and Gold Society and we worked really closely with the Pitt Alumni Association. So um, you know, bringing alumni into the Chancellor's tailgate that's right in front of that white tent that's right in front yeah. of Heinz Field. And um, so I got to experience the game day as like a, just a regular student and just with my friends, but I also got to experience it with alumni and to see them, you talk about, you know, realizing you're in the good old days. I knew I was, cause I would talk with alumni and they'd be like, what are you doing tonight? Are you going to Peter's? Like they would talk to us about like all the fun they would do, like get into and where they lived on campus. And so it really helped you kind of appreciate your time there while you were there. Um, you know, it was the best honestly the best four years and you know of my life I say as a 26 year old but um I I am still best friends with the girls that I met there Uh, I was just with one of them she's getting married in in a month and I'm in her wedding so you make relationships and friendships there that last forever and you know the football games are like our favorite we talk about them all the time they're our favorite you know you 
so many um, so many memories that you will share with some with, with your kids and some you won't. Um, but you know, the last time my dad was a uh, went to uh, got his master's at Pitt, and he told me the same thing. He's like, enjoy those football games while late while you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so while you were at Pitt, you talked about the football games. Were there any athletes you bumped shoulders with, or you were out at the bar together with that just stand out in your mind? No, honestly, the the I didn't go to the same bars that some of the athletes did, but and they were on it. Like Pitt athletes are pretty good at you know hanging low and hanging with themselves. But it was really cool to be a part and to be at the university when James Conner was there. Obviously. Yeah. Um, really you know it, you'd pass him on the street and you'd be like that was James Conner <laughs> like <laughs> you, you know someone who's like a sports fan you know you really you know when someone's gonna make it big and when they're gonna make an impact so um being there when he was on campus and uh, it was really definitely very cool absolutely now moving on uh it looks like I'm looking at your LinkedIn I told you this beforehand this is like my little cheat sheet for everybody <laughs> That's just like breaking the fourth wall. So everybody knows, <laughs> but you, it looks like you started with a internship or is this stuff you did in school? You had an internship with the penguins. Mm-hmm. In yeah. So I, I yeah. I interned. My first internship was with the Institute for entrepreneurial excellence. It's they work with a bunch of small businesses and the small business association in Pittsburgh um, it was a marketing internship. It was just a really lucky get. Um, it was a paid internship, which isn't always the case. So I was like, I was a sophomore. I was like, I'll take anything at this point. This is awesome. Um, so I was able to work really closely with them. And then a year later, I got my internship with the Penguins. That was in 2016. Um, I started that, I think, January 2016. Uh, obviously, the, the year they won that first of the back-to-back. So I was yeah. there for all that excitement. But um, that was that was probably my most obviously looking at LinkedIn. That was my most pivotal internship that I had because it's what really um, launched me into what would turn into a complete career, um, a career path for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you ended up working at the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation uh, as a manager of foundation programs. I, mm-hmm. a simpleton, don't know what that means. So if you could tell us and we could get more in depth with what you did with that, that'd be cool. Yeah. So I started when I was interning, I was an intern. um, I was a community relations intern. So I was there for a semester. Um, You know, I really put myself out there and let them know, you know, I know my internship is ending, but I want to continue helping. I know you have game day staff. I know you have little projects that come up, but please let's stay in touch. And, you know, the, ladies and um dave who was the president at the time of the foundation really take that to heart and they lean on that they love having any help especially when it's young minds and um they definitely took that and and ran with it so i worked a couple game days um through the playoffs and um did a couple projects with them over the summer and then it's really funny the year later i was actually um i had a couple jobs lined up so i was a senior and i got i was at the gym at like at like on Forbes and I got a call from Amanda who was my like boss when I was an intern and she was like what are you doing I'm out of breath I answered it right away I was out of breath and I was, she was like what are you doing right now I was like I'm I'm at the gym she's like can you get ready and get to the arena in an hour we have a job opening and they want to talk to you I was like oh my gosh so I got ready ran to the arena and talked with them met with them and two days later I had a job offer and they were 
so awesome. I, I, I wasn't even graduated yet. I was in my dual degree. So I still had two semesters, my summer and my fall left. And they're like, we, we trust you. We know you, you're a hard worker. Let's do it. Let's grab the bull by the horns. And then the pens won. So I was like, this is extra, like, this is just incredible. I can't believe I got here and I get to experience this. Like everything, it was just waves of feeling so fortunate. And um, I worked with their foundation, which is their community relations, their charitable arm. And we do for, uh, fundraising and in programming um, for the, both the penguins and the community around um, Pittsburgh. So really primarily focusing on youth and hockey and health and fitness and really just propelling the mission of the penguins and the mission of the Pig Penguins Foundation to make the city of Pittsburgh the best it can be for the youth of the city. So did that um, for four years. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. And I mean, it seems like, you know, you just had a real go-getter mentality. And I, I like to say that's like something in the communications field that a lot of us have is like, we just, mm-hmm. we want to go get it. You know, we'll put ourselves out there. Even if we don't get paid sometimes, it's like, just let me do something, <laughs> you know? So that's, that's a very good trait to have. Um, and then my question is, you know, you said you were working with, a lot with the community and a lot with youth hockey, whatever. And I was wondering, did you have a hand in um, the deck hockey rinks that went up around the city? Oh, yeah. So um, actually, my colleague, her name was Abby, who's also from Beaver County. She is amazing. She was the head, she was the lead for those decks. Um, but I would definitely help her out, um, you know, if she ever needed anything, because it's a big project to undertake. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to, I think there was about four decks that um, they would send employees out to actually build. So I was a part of those. One day was freezing cold was in November like freezing freezing cold and there was another one out in Youngstown that was like 80 to 90 degrees so hot so I've definitely been there like frigid and and I've definitely been there sweating but we did um you know on our hands and knees with hammers pound the um the deck the decking into the boards yeah wow that's really cool I didn't realize like you guys were there like doing it I thought you like oh yeah got a contract like hey can you build this for us That's really cool. So yeah. now moving on, uh, you worked for ADP for it looks like about a year, almost a year. Um, what did you learn from that experience? I mean, it seems like you really wanted to work in the sports field, and then you go into something that isn't quite the sports field. What what did you learn from that being outside of that environment? I so I went into sales and. I had the opportunity through Pitt to speak on a couple panels for the university to um, anyone in their business school that was interested in working in sports. And there were a couple individuals I met whose career paths took them out of sports initially. And that was something that they all noted they didn't regret at all. Actually, in fact, they learned a lot from it. So I um, had the opportunity with ADP to go experience sales, which I, I valuable to anything that you do knowing yeah. how to talk and how to feel that pressure and, and you know work with those deadlines it, it's something that is I've never experienced in my life a lot of pressure but um really rewarding and it teaches you a lot so I you know taking that step out I think was the best move for me because I experienced you know big corporate America ADP is huge and they have a fantastic sales program. Their onboarding is amazing. Their training is amazing. The group of people is amazing. I work directly under the VP, who is just a powerhouse female. And that's 
something that I have noticed in my life and in my career is I've always worked under strong women. So that's taught me, you know, how to be that and, and emulate that and what I do. And then the young women that work with me, how to be that for them. Um, so ADP, I think my most valuable part of that was one, learning sales and getting out of the sports world to experience what that is like. And then two, you know, really having a, a time to connect and see, you know, what it takes to be a strong female leader in an organization that isn't sports. All I ever knew was sports. So seeing that in a sales role um, was super impactful. I learned a ton from it. Yeah. And I mean, you, br- you bring up the strong female leadership. I wanted to ask you, like, did you ever working in sports and even outside of sports, was there ever some, any sort of like hurdles you had to jump because you were a woman? I mean, I hate to say that, but I mean, that's sometimes that's the real world. And like to get those real world uh, examples, like from someone who went through mm-hmm. it, if you did, it's like, it's for some people need to hear it, you know, and learn from right. your experiences. So is there anything that maybe you went through that you learned from and helped you in the future? I think the best lesson I learned was to not um, not use my femininity as an excuse. And I, I'm fortunate. I didn't experience any type of hurdles whatsoever. In fact, I think I was pushed to be the loudest one in the room. And it was because I was lucky enough to be working under women who may have experienced hurdles. And they taught me what it takes and what you need to do in order to not be burned in that way. So, you know, in my time at the Penguins, you know, I was embraced and encouraged and was um, sent to leadership seminars and was, you know, given um, encouraging words and meetings and emails and just everything that was, it was not because I was just a woman. It was because I was a loud, hardworking person in the organization. So, and I was promoted within like my first uh, year and a half working there so, you know, I never felt that hurdle and same at, with my time at the Pirates right now. There are so many strong women in leadership roles there. And, you know, I think my generation of women that are working in this industry are benefiting from the, the work that women before us did. So I, I would say for, I mean, anyone, girl or boy, whoever wants to get into the sports industry, aside from who you are you need to be confident and it doesn't matter. And that confidence will speak louder than however you identify ever. So that, and it took me learning from people who hurt before to do, to get to that point, to know that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's awesome to know that the path has been paved for you and people that people of every, you know, what sex, ethnicity, whatever, it seems like Pittsburgh is really in the forefront of making sure everyone is treated equally in the workforce. And I'm glad that that's been your experience. Yeah. And I think definitely the glass, I don't think the glass ceiling fully broken, but what I'm really confident in is I see more and more men and women pounding at it, you know, helping each other get through it. So it's really definitely very encouraging to see. So now let's move on to your time at the Pirates. You've only been there for three months, but it seems like it's been a busy three months. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, so I, when I started at the Penguins, I was in the heart of the playoffs. So I had no time to adjust like what's off season, what is season. And so when I started with the Pirates, um, the president of the Pirates was at the Penguins when I was there in my time. And he was like, are you good with starting so close to the season? I'm like, this is baptism by fire. This is exactly how you learn. This is it. And so, you know, definitely 
super busy because you're trying to acclimate while also, you know, activate and, and be everything for everyone while still not really knowing like where the bathroom is. Like yeah. it, it's definitely crazy, but I, the best part about working in sports is you're like the uniform staff is a team, but you know, we're a team as well. Like all of us that work in the front office, like not a single person will let anyone fail. So I, it's been chaos. It's been so crazy, but it, I have not at one point ever felt unsupported. And that's just like what happens when you work in this industry, because it's just the nature of what you're doing. Yeah. And that seems to be the consensus between you and the other uh, recently hired pirate staffer that I interviewed last week. Um, yeah. John Willie. Uh, it seems like, you know, there's a lot of, I, I wouldn't say turnover, but a lot of new faces coming into the pirates organization and I think that and it's from all angles too. you have on the field in the front office. And then obviously you guys behind the scenes, uh, it seems like the future is bright for the pirates. It, there's so many active minds and creative minds that work there. Um, it, there's nothing but success coming. Like it, it, I have never worked with such dynamic people. Like they are constantly thinking, like eight steps ahead of where I am so I'm like I'm like I need to get a pair of running shoes to go into work because I'm just trying to keep <laughs> trying to keep up with everything that's going but you know it's it's a collective group of people that all have the same passion which is the Pittsburgh Pirates the history of the Pirates the current state of the Pirates and what they see in the future like it is just it's a collective group of people that have the same goal um and, and will support every single person around them that in, like really really feel so dedicated to that goal as well and the goal is is to be the best that we can all be and to be the best for our city so you know it, it it's the future is bright is the best thing you can say it's so cliche but it really is yeah no I mean as a fan I would agree I mean just everything that's happening with the team and just now that I'm getting to interview the people behind the scenes it seems to be the same philosophy and that's it's really, I feel like that's something that needs to happen for an organization to succeed as a whole. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And knowing it's kind of nice to know the the faces behind the scenes in it. Absolutely. It's so easy to only imagine like, uh, like a penguin or only a pea or like a pirate. Like it's so easy to just picture that in the players on the field, but to know that there's like a hundred plus people that are like tinkering away and their cubicles yeah. behind the scenes to keep going it, it kind of adds a level of reality that and a, a little level of like appreciation for the team and how long think about what they did in like the 50s 60s 70s like how, I can't imagine how they kept the, like the the ship afloat like not to be punny but like it's just amazing like without emails or computers and in a pandemic when we've all had to shift so much to technology as I'm having like the world's worst technology issues right now with my computer yeah. but I it's just incredible to see like how this team has been here so long and has, has been, you know, the heart of so many Pittsburgh souls for so long. It's just incredible. I think about the people before that worked there and how they did it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, being the manager of Pirates Charities, I assume there are some big projects you guys are working on. If you're able to share, that'd be awesome to hear about and see how people could help out with those things. Well, I would say, you know, our biggest project, if you're ever at a game, definitely find one of our 50-50 sellers. Um, they're in like neon yellow. You can't miss them. They're the sweetest souls. Um, all of the proceeds from the 50-50 benefit Pirates Charities and all of that work goes back into the community. 
Um, you know, we definitely have projects and exciting news coming up that's going to be announced soon. Um, but in the game, if anyone is planning to come, I think that's the best way that you can help right now and to go follow the Pirates on, on Twitter because that's where all the news comes out and on Facebook, all of our news will come out there. Um, but, you know, there's definitely opportunities to donate and all of the proceeds will always benefit youth baseball, softball, and then just different community elements in the city. Um, social responsibility is very big. Um, for the organization so you can't go wrong when you're supporting a sports team in this city because uh, Pittsburgh was listed as one of the most charitable cities in the in the um, country and you know we are fortunate to have three huge sports teams huge brand names in the city and all of their work is going back into into the neighborhoods and communities that need us most here so um, yeah keep your Keep your eyes peeled on social media, but if you're ever at a game, find someone in yellow or find me. <laughs> I'll figure yeah. out how to get you a ticket. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I mean, you, you mentioned the Pirates Twitter. I think they do a phenomenal job. And, I mean, sometimes it's hard. Like, I think it was last week with the 20-1 to 1 loss. That was a tough night for them. But they always know how to bounce back. They do a very good job at managing that account and keeping it entertaining as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean – it, every day like today like I spilled my coffee on my pants like every day there's a loss right like yep. <laughs> we're all human right and so um you know you have to take that for for what it is even the the penguins do that on their social media when they lose you know last night's game was tough. <laughs> so oh, yeah you know it's it, that's why you have these powerhouse people these creative people behind the scenes you know trying to keep that positivity that love of the game and keep people excited like I said that back when I was in high school that energy that you feel in the auditorium the energy you feel when you're at a winning game keeping that resounding through even a few losses well, I think that's a good place to stop because we just came full circle. And I love that we did. <laughs> <laughs> Madison, thank you so much for joining me on this week's edition of Back to the Berg. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> Thanks. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>